Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. In this episode, there is a wide range of topics from the light to the serious. Of course, we discuss sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, tennis. We have a little bit of cooking going on. We, of course, talk about the COVID pandemic and the reopening of America, at least parts of it. We sprinkle in some culture, such as the fire down on the Florida Panhandle, 30A, and Elon Musk's baby name. And we end with briefly touching on the tragedy in Brunswick, Georgia, the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, and just how embarrassing it is to have to live in a state like this. start recording and welcome to a walk in the park podcast with Riss, mb and babs hello my lovelies hello <laughs> oh we're all still stuck living here in georgia nobody's moved yet nobody's moving anytime soon that that is what it is we'll just well, accept that yes you know what, Babs? We'll just have to move at the same time, really. If we could that's play that, perfect. No, that's what I was saying. You and I, I said, you are you have to stay here until I move. Okay. I, ch- I changed my username. Look now. Michael Baxter Headquarters. Nice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what have you got for us, MB? What is happening in the world? Major League Baseball is going to submit a plan to the Players Association this week. To finally figure out how they're doing their uh, season? Season, yep. I, I heard, were we talking about this before? Like, now, like, what's the latest? They, we know they were going to do a, Flor- a Florida Grapefruit League, an Arizona Cactus League, but now I've heard tell of some Texas League. They, I think they, I think they moved away from that idea. Ah, okay. Are they going back to like a more traditional, like, yeah, major league baseball idea? <laughs> yes. But I guess that'll that'll involve them playing out games, but without people in the stands. Yeah. Okay. But also, are they, like, deciding to be more, like, regular and normal, like American League, National League? I don't know. That's what I'm curious about. And it's just interesting. I mean, I guess all large sports organizations maybe have this problem, but I feel like they should have been able to figure something out more quickly. I mean, I keep hearing they're not going to start games until, like, the beginning of July. Yeah, that's what I've seen. But uh, I, yeah, I guess I just don't know. That was the latest rumor. I guess that would be good if if baseball, something new was to, to hit the screens because I think everybody's just getting bored. There's only so much Netflix you can watch and so <laughs> many cake, cakes you can bake. A that's side true. note, I went over to... Uh, a local grocery store again today, or no, the other day, and there was still no flour. And I'm like, what is going on that there's no flour? Wait, I think I, 
I heard about this. No, I, there was some article about the flower and the problem is that, well, let's see, what was it? Uh, I think maybe it's just that there was such a high demand now, like an unprecedented demand that oh. the mills were not literally equipped to produce more flour. Um, wow. So, huh. and people are having trouble fi finding flour and yeast, I think. Um, Why flour and yeast? Because people, people are making their own bread and things like that since they, you know, for a while we couldn't find bread in the grocery store, but now I feel like according to Jonathan, you can find it. Oh yeah, bread is, there's plenty of bread. I mean, that's why I thought people initially, um, but you know, also cooking and baking is a well-documented anxiety coping mechanism, right? Right, right. And so people might want to bake more bread because they're like, all right, that's useful to the family. If I keep, keep baking cakes and cupcakes, I'm going to get fat. Right. But you right. still need flour to bake cakes and cupcakes, so. Yeah, and I've been needing it for to make pasta from scratch, so there's that. Oh, tell us about that. I don't. I didn't know you needed flour to make pasta from scratch. Is yeah, so depending on the recipe, it's usually about three cups of flour, and then you can, well, you can do it a couple of different ways, but you put it on a hard service like your countertop, and then you make a well in the middle of it with your fingers, and then you put your eggs, whole eggs, inside the, uh, the well, and then you mix it together uh, with your hands or fork or whatever, okay. and that's how you make the dough. I, I generally don't get involved in that process. I put everything in my KitchenAid and, and let it do the work for me because I'm lazy. Okay. And then after that, I break out the pasta maker. Now I have an attachment for both my KitchenAid and then I have a regular pasta maker. The pasta maker I use for sheets. So I make uh, big sheets of, of, of um, noodles, so to speak, but then yeah. I, I make uh, raviolis with it. Nice. Do you have um, a special like crimping tool to seal yes. the edge of the ravioli? Yes. Isn't it impressive I know that? I am impressed. Have you done this already? No, I've never made homemade <laughs> pasta in my life. I don't think. It's you know, not that difficult. Everybody thinks it's difficult, but it's just, it's not. It's actually easier than making a cake, quite frankly. Really? That's yeah, probably that's something I had. Like, I bet I got some type of pasta maker type thing for like my bridal registry or something. Right, right. <laughs> I never used it and gave it away. <laughs> right. So yeah, now I have both. And so I haven't used the KitchenAid pasta maker on its own yet, but that's because everybody in this house likes eating raviolis. So we've just been making raviolis. Nice. Well, you know, carbs are, are important for athletes because they need them to, you know, refuel. So whether That's it's right. Chris and August playing tennis or major league baseball players trying to play uh, <laughs> yeah. baseball. So MB, yeah. I, I saw this, I have this thing, I see it on sportingnews.com. It looks like it's the latest, well, the, the latest they reported. It was like, as of April 28th, here's the plan. Home ballparks with no leagues and three big divisions. And it said they'd um, abandoned normal league structures in favor of three geographically aligned 10 division teams. So um, East, Central, and West. So you'd still have people yeah. playing, you'd still have people like typical American and National League teams, you'd still have them playing each other when normally they wouldn't. Like the East is the Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Nationals, Orioles, Phillies, Pirates, Blue Jays, uh, Rays, and Marlins. And obviously some of those are American League teams and some are National League. So that's interesting. That is interesting. Start spring training maybe in a month, maybe June 10th. So they'll do a couple more weeks of spring training to get people to try to back into the swing of things. And then July 1st will be the opening day and all teams will be playing at their home ballparks. Of course, that's misleading because one team has to be the away team at somebody else's home ballpark. Yes, and I have an update on the NBA. It says the National Basketball Association 
will not allow fans at games if their season resumes, but the decision could stretch into June. A report says, according to CBS Sports, and the three options are fans among... Here are the... Here are the several critical pieces of information relating to that. Fans would not be allowed to attend games. Mm-hmm. 40%, but 40% of the NBA's revenue comes from fans being at the games. And then the third option is a decision on whether or not the season returns could stretch into June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, it is curious what benefit there is to the NBA financially to even resume their season without fans. I mean, they were at the end of their season anyway. Nobody's going to think an NBA championship this year has as much meaning as a regular year. Maybe they should just be focusing on restarting their season in the fall. Because when does the NBA usually restart? Like October? Or is it later than that? I don't know. I thought it was September. No, I feel like only the NFL starts in September. I mean, you still have baseball going. Maybe it does. Maybe I'm confusing it with hockey. Maybe hockey starts in October. I don't know. All right, what else, MB? You have? Do you have a? It looks like you have an NCAA sports update. Yeah, the of the NCAA, Mark Emmer doesn't think sports can begin until all students are back on campus. Okay. So, yeah, so that could mean if a college like UGA, which is currently saying they're planning on having students on campus come August, if that somehow changed the remote learning or online learning and students didn't return to campus, then I guess he's saying he doesn't think they'll be College football in the fall. Oh, well, too bad. So sad. <laughs> I know I'm awful. I know college football is huge, especially here in the South. I just could not care less about it. Well, you know, it's we funny. Gotta... I start caring about it until maybe the last couple of years. But even then, I'm only rooting for one team. And I won't watch. I'll only watch that particular game on Saturday. And what team are you watch- rooting for? I always root for Michigan. Okay, I was going to say you've been holding out on me, but as long as you're rooting for Tom Brady's alma mater, that's acceptable. I knew you would say that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk. That's where Argus wants to go to school, so we always root for them. Gotcha. Let's talk about tennis. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Well, you know, Nadal doesn't feel it's appropriate to uh, hold Yeah, he can just sit his butt down. That's his personal choice. Oh, we don't my need him. God. And you have your own personal opinion, too. <laughs> no, no, no. But what I'm saying is Nadal is definitely entitled to his opinion, but he doesn't get to dictate it for everyone else. So if he doesn't want to play, he doesn't have to play. Right. No, but he said, according to Spanish newspapers, that he's interested in playing the 2021 season. Sure. I mean, for Nadal, who's been injured so much over the past decade, really, I mean, taking a season off or most of a season off isn't unusual for him, right? So, right. right. Um, you know, the only detriment is he is getting older and he is injury prone. Right. That's, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little worried, MB, because I heard that the Australian Open is already talking about canceling the 2021 Australian Open. Already? That's crazy to me. I mean, yeah, they're talking about the possibility that they will have to do that. So I was like, what the heck? Um, I'm drinking from my U.S. Open cup. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, that brings me to the next... The U.S. Open could be moved to Indian Wells this year. Oh, yeah, I read that. Now, what was the reasoning behind that? Did they say? Did they explain why they want to do that? It says, it says they would rather move to California without any fans in attendance. Gotcha. Oh. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. New York, people are still going to be nervous, I think, to travel to New York for a while. Um, 
And Indian Wells, you know, Jonathan was saying the other day, he said, really, besides Indian Wells in Cincinnati, that's probably the only two other places in the country equipped to handle like a U.S. Open size tournament. Okay. And he's like, and I assume, he was like, Cincinnati probably still, because that's the tournament right before the U.S. Open. And he's like, they're probably still hoping they can have their tournament. And I was like, well, yeah, is anybody going to show up at the U.S. Open without having played any tournaments? And he was like, oh, that's how it used to be way back. He's like, Wimbledon once a year, players would show up to play, and that would be the first time they'd played in a year. He said the Wimbledon, the way it worked at Wimbledon way again back in the day is the reigning champion was automatically put into the final and everyone else played for a spot to play the player in the final. No, I saw a documentary about Wimbledon and they mentioned that. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I think it's crazy. You be the reigning champion like five years in a row. I know. You know, <laughs> you know without even really trying. Yeah. So I bet they're going to try to have the Cincinnati tournament. And then, you know, I mean, moving it to Indian Wells, since Indian Wells didn't do his tournament in March, um, maybe that would work. I mean, right now, California, you know. Is doing a soft to gradual reopening. Who is? Oh, California is right now? Yeah. What are they opening, I wonder? I haven't followed yeah. that. Uh, end of May, maybe, maybe. I, I know they extended it to the end of May, so we'll see. Well, I think I read, are they doing kind of what some of the states are talking about? They're like, we may reopen certain parts of the state that aren't as affected. Uh, like I heard, wasn't Cuomo saying that in New York? He was saying like, you know, we might ease restrictions for like parts of upstate New York that aren't um, right. currently being as negatively affected. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I have to ask my friends who live in Southern California and Northern California. I guess kind of the middle of the state, <laughs> maybe. Is it? Yeah. Oh my goodness, but yeah. It's all, it's all a little much for me. And of course, um, the NFL schedule came out, uh, which that was a big deal on Thursday. I haven't had time to research who actually has the hardest schedule, but ahead of time, um, what I was reading, which I thought was interesting, was that the Patriots were going to have the hardest schedule. And I thought that was a little unfair because I thought usually it was the reigning Super Bowl champs that got the highest or hardest rather schedule. But I, uh, my Seahawks start the season at the Falcons. Oh, do they really? Wow. That's a bummer. You can't have like fans in the stands, so to speak. I bet you and your dad would go to that game probably, huh? Or we'll just watch it on TV and make I know. the best of it. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it'll just be really interesting. I'm not sure that any sports franchise will really want to risk being contact trace as the source of an outbreak, but I don't know. Let's see. The predicted record for the Dallas Cowboys this season is 10-6. and six which actually that's what the Eagles are predicted for as well. So who knows who will win the NFC East. And then let's see in the NFC South that I have to care about now, the Buccaneers predicted record is 11 and five. So that's good. But the saints are still predicted to win the division. But the, here's the, here's the thing. Babs, who are you going to be rooting for? Are you always rooting for your Patriots anyway? Or are you going to yeah. go with are you going to jump ship? No, no, no. I'm going to root for both teams because the only time they could possibly meet this season is in the Super Bowl. So I have no reason to be conflicted. Um, oh. So, yeah, I'll be rooting for both teams up until the Super Bowl. And then I think I've gone as rec on record as saying I want Tom to win. So, Yes, and I, I have to ask another question. How long? What's his contract for? Do you know? How long? Uh, oh gosh, I don't remember. It was probably at least a two, if not a 
three-year contracts. Let me see if I can, I mean, you know, of course it could be like a two-year contract with an option to pick up a third. Tom will be um, 43 on August 3rd and he wanted to play until he was 45. So really that would mean it was like, well, until you're 45 or do you want to play your 45th year? In which case that's mean he would play three, he would three more, play three more years. Gotcha. Um, so I'm sure he only signed a contract that he wanted to. And let's see. Uh, um, Brady officially signed for the Buccaneers. Uh, says, well, all right, this was a rumor. This was going to say, all right, let's see. Well, according to Sports Illustrated, uh, Brady's deal will be for two years and $50 million. But my guess is there's probably an option to pick up a third year. Gotcha. But I don't, I don't, I don't know that. Maybe he's fine with just playing two more years until he's 45. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, the ridiculous thing to me is how overpaid Matt Ryan of the Falcons is. Yeah. Why is that? Because the Falcons and Blankenship are idiots, basically. I mean, <laughs> no offense to any Falcons fans out there, but they, like, suffer from the Atlanta curse. As we know, Atlanta is actually a pretty horrible sports city. Yep. Of all their major league sports. Well, now they, they did win one soccer championship. Of course, that's relatively recent that soccer became a major league sport. And then the Braves won the 95 World Series, and that's it. And of course, the Falcons' greatest choke of all time, losing the Super Bowl to the Patriots. Like, I'm yeah. not sure the Falcons can ever live that down. So, no, no. Um, but, anywho, let's see who, let's see where the Seahawks are predicted to finish according to ESPN. Let me find their division. All right, their predicted record is 11 and 5. Wow. All right, which is the same. Wow. Record, it'll, it's again, the 49ers and the Seahawks have the same predicted record. This is what they say about the Seahawks. With a megastar quarterback in Russell Wilson, the Seahawks still have plenty of primetime appeal, even if their roster is no longer as nationally recognizable as it once was. Then it says, hence, four appearances in primetime beginning in week two against the Patriots Sunday night. No, oh, I didn't realize that. The Patriots' predicted record is nine and seven. That is brutal. Wow. They literally have not had a nine and seven season since Tom Brady joined the team 20 years ago. Wow. I don't even remember the last, their worst season ever, I think was 11 and five, the year Brady didn't play because he got injured and they played with their backup quarterback all season. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Of course, yeah, so they're predicting the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East. Oh, Again, I don't even know how they're even a team. The Buffalo Bills, I know. Yeah. We, we should just get rid of the Buffalo Bills. I know. They're unnecessary. They're horrible. I don't, I don't <laughs> like them. But they're only predicted to lose this season to the Titans the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. They think they're going to beat everybody else that they're playing against. My wow. question is, why are the Jets even a team? Oh, my God. No kidding. Get me started on that. Good Lord. Don't ever Good. say that in front of Mr. Chris. I'll tell you that. Well, their predicted record is 7-9. and nine. It says, wow. the first two games are a nasty way to start for the Jets, whose rebuilt offense will face two of the strongest defensive teams in the league, the Buffalo Bills, number two in total defense, and the San Francisco 49ers, number eight. Um, and it says, oh, this is so weird, though, too. All right, according to ESPN, it says, the New York Jets schedule for 2020 is the second hardest. They suck. How can they have the second hardest schedule? Is it just random? No. I don't understand then how that is. Where are you reading that from? ESPN. And it does say that the New England Patriots have the hardest schedule. Okay. 
That rang true. Let me see where the, I feel like when I saw the predictions, the Cowboys, let me see what it says about them. I thought they were like, actually had a pretty hard schedule too. Yep. Oh God, no, they have like the easiest schedule. What? Wow, 30th hardest. And I think there are 32 teams total. <laughs> they have a super easy schedule and they're still only predicted to go 10 and 6. Wow, that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. They're, predict they're predicting the they're predicting for the Cowboys a 10 and 6 record. I know, with the with the third easiest schedule in the league. There's of course predicted to lose to Seattle, also the Eagles, the Steelers, the Vikings, the Ravens. That doesn't seem like six losses. Oh, the Rams. Oh, they're predicted to lose to the Seahawks twice? No. Wait, Rams, Seahawks, Eagles, Steelers, Vikings, and Ravens. Okay, I guess that's six. Oh, that's that's really horrible. All right, now now I have to find my I have to find my Tampa Bay Buccaneers and see who they're predicted to lose to. Or what their schedule is. Let's see. I think maybe they were middle they're of the pack. They're they're rec they're predicting eleven and five record for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, and it doesn't say where their schedule is ranked. It's predicted they're going to lose to New Orleans, the Packers, the Panthers, the Chiefs, and the Falcons. They're not going to lose to the Falcons for God's sake. All right, wait. Sorry. Strength of schedule, they are middle of the pack. They're tied for sixteenth. I think these people are under underestimating Tom Brady with their analysis here. Yeah, I don't know though. Let's see. Although, I mean, an 11-5 and five record would be a huge improvement for the Buccaneers, who I think finished 7-9 and nine last year, maybe? Yeah, should be interesting. It says, should Tom Brady's streak as favorite and danger as Buccaneers open as week one underdogs. Uh, let's that's, see. Why I that's why I'm rooting for a different division this year. <laughs> Which division is that? The NFC West. That's not a different division. That's your division. I'm I'm rooting for my team, who I like, not the Falcons. I'm okay, rooting for the. Good. I'm rooting for the Seahawks. I understand that. Let's see. Barring dramatic line movement, when the Bucks and Saints kick off September 13th, Brady will be an underdog in the regular season for the first time since Week Two of 2015 when the New England Patriots were one-point underdogs of the Buffalo Bills. Brady was favored in his next 40, 74 starts. <laughs> wow. It says Brady has had success as an underdog in the regular season. He led the Patriots to outright wins in 29 of his 47 regular season games as an underdog. New England won 33-13-1 and won against the spread as an underdog in Brady's starts. So I guess he has, Brady currently has the longest streak of being favored of any quarterback. The second one longest is former San Francisco 49ers quarterback, Steve Young. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Just another record that Brady holds for people who, you know, weren't aware. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan and I may have some problems this season because he refuses to um root for the Buccaneers but okay. then like the other day he said something oh, I can't remember what it was and I was like absolutely not I'm like you do not get to jump on the bandwagon you either commit now to rooting for them <laughs> that's it <laughs> oh. oh my gosh I know I know sports we need sports we need sports. We need something else to watch on TV. I mean, I'm like, you know, I can't take it. I know. I'm just becoming a blob. Jonathan and I, I actually recorded it. Yeah. I recorded, um, they were replaying the 2004 game. I guess maybe it was game four of the ALCS, the Yankees versus the Red Sox, where the Red Sox, like, came back and won that series and then went on to win the World Series. So I have that game recorded. So I can go back and watch that. Jonathan's like, oh. he was watching it without me. And I'm like, stop telling me what happened. And he's like, 
but you've already watched it. I'm like, I don't remember that thing from 16 years ago. <laughs> He's like, well, you know they won. I'm like, but I don't remember how they won. Yeah, August watches a lot of uh, tennis reruns. He likes yeah, to Yeah, sure. Them. See, that's awesome for him because if they're putting yeah. on stuff that like happened before he was born even, that's like super yeah, interesting, think, right? Yeah. So yeah, he does watch. He likes to watch Sampras. He likes to watch um, a couple Agassi? of the uh, older. He does like to watch Agassi, but yeah, he just thinks they're all very interesting in all their different styles. So he does, but he likes to watch Nadal a lot. That's his favorite. Yeah. I think he loves her, but I think he loves Nadal too. I don't think he, I think, I don't even think he has a favorite. It just depends. Whoever's playing good tennis, that's a good person to watch. Exactly. Exactly. So, Speaking hey, of watching, watching. What, what season of, what season of Law and Order are you on, MB? Season five. Season Woo! five. Woo! Oh, and then on and and then on NCIS, I'm on season seven. Season seven. All right. So you still got a ways to go on both. Yeah. I started rewatching Bones. Do you know guys know that show? Oh Star yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Emily Deschanel and David Boreanaz. Yes. So I started watching. I think it's Big Little Lies. Big that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. With Lord, isn't it with Meryl Streep? No, uh, Laura Dern and... Reese Witherspoon, Kidman. right? Nicole Kidman? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to watch that show. Um, Reese Witherspoon is in that um, show they made from the book, Little Fires Everywhere. Yes. But I've only watched a couple episodes of that. Right. Uh, I'm watching too much TV. So today I spent a couple of hours reading my current book, Killing Commendatory by Haruki Murakami, who's this Japanese author who I have just loved for years. His writing is so amazing. And of course he writes in Japanese. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's his translator that's amazing. Oh yeah, maybe. Which by the way, I have that pile of Stieg Larson books pulled. Oh Marissa. good. So I oh. will... Um, I'll drop it off. I don't know. I might be doing a drive through your neighborhood tomorrow because I got to drop off the graduating senior Hornets card. Oh, yeah. I got to do that, too. So I might put them in your mailbox tomorrow. Okay, cool. And then if you have, I don't know, because I was thinking, remember how you offered to share some of your hospital-grade cleaning? Oh, yeah. Well, because since Vivian's going back to the gym on Monday, I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe I should like send her with some of that and give it to the gym. I have an empty spray bottle I could put some in. Okay. And then I just have to mix it with water? I'll mix it for you. Thank you. Because that way I won't hurt myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take care of that. All right. Thank you. That would be awesome. As then, a matter of fact, this is what you do. Just I'll leave it like right in front of my mailbox on the curb and you can just pick it up. Okay. Sounds That's like exciting. A I know. <laughs> this is the world we what this is the world we live in. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Hopefully I'm just praying that it'll end soon enough so we can just go back to normal, but who knows? I think when we look back on it, you know, in the scope of our lives, if we're all fortunate enough to live, you know, nice long lives, it won't, we won't remember it as being this long. But I mean, people are still talking about like, I mean, it could be another year before we have a vaccine where any of the three of us could like go to our doctor's office and be like, boom, give me the vaccine. Right. So that's a little discouraging. Although wait, so I told you guys, right? Yes. Yeah, so my my antibodies test came back negative, so I have no proof that I've been exposed to and or had COVID. Uh, but don't they have like a 15% or something? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're saying the tests aren't, you know, obviously 100% accurate. There's right. different margins of error. Um, the test I got was the Abbott test, and that supposedly has had an okay, or better than, you know, some of the others. I don't know. Jonathan and I were talking. He's going to schedule, he's going to get a COVID test this week just to um, 
try to help with information yeah. with the information gathering. He doesn't think he has it, but and then I figure maybe at the end of May I'll do one. I'll suck it up. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I just feel like the more information that they have, hopefully the better decisions they can make, like to reopen school in August. Right. All right. Oh, and then I wonder about our trip. I know, our trip. You know, MB, how we're going, we're supposed to go to the 30A with your mom? Yes. In August, yeah. Well, did you hear about the big fire there this past week? Yes. No. There was a huge fire in the area that we normally go to. Um, it wasn't as far down, so I, I know the house that we're planning to rent is fine. Um, but some people's homes did burn. And they like burned like close to 600 acres. And I read it was this idiot at his house who didn't have a permit to burn things, just went ahead and did it anyway. Unbelievable. And the, it was windy, which of course is why they're like no fires. Right. So. Oh God, I hate that. I think our, unless something major happens where states are starting to shut down again, I think we'll still be able to do our trip. I think so. The CEO, is, sorry, the, CEO, the CEO of Tesla is threatening to move the Tesla headquarters out of California. Because he's mad at them? He's mad at the state? Yeah. Yes. All right, well, fair enough. It's not that easy to move stuff like that, so good luck to him. <laughs> right. I mean, that's fine. He can make a plan to do it, but that's not going to happen anytime soon, I'm sure. It says he will move it to Texas or Nevada. Oh, my God. Well, you should go to Nevada because they don't have state income tax. So that would be like a benefit if he has employees that have to work there and would move. That's a nice little perk. So... It's all because of shelter-in-place order in one local county in California. I know, I know. Although he is weird. Did you? He and his girlfriend or fiance just had a baby, yeah. and they. Did you see the name they gave <laughs> so, it? Uh, it's uh, it's they. The, I think the state wouldn't allow them to name the because it's all like Roman symbols. X A E A hyphen twelve. Right. I'm sorry, there's something wrong with you if you do that. You're not cool. And also, if you were going to do that, you don't need to share that with us. We don't care. I don't know what the purpose of that is. Well, it's like it said, um, you know, they may have used a completely different name on the legal birth certificate, right? Because right. California only allows you to use the 26 English letters of the alphabet. Right. You can't. Well, actually, it says, along with a limited list of special characters, which just makes sense, including apostrophes, hyphens, and periods, because we, <laughs> well, we do see people with apostrophes in their name, right? Right. right. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Elon Musk is a bit freaking insane. I don't his, even know who his wife is. I don't know who that is. There's no reason for us to know her. I don't think she's... The, probably the only reason anybody would know her is because now she's had Elon Musk's baby. Gotcha. Uh, Grimes. Grimes? Musk yeah, Grimes. Gave, that's her last name. I don't know. It says, Musk gave Grimes credit for thinking up most of the name, but he said the A-12 was his contribution, a nod to the Archangel 12 plane. The Lockheed A-12 was a precursor to the SR-71, which Musk called the coolest plane ever. When I was this kid, I would grow up to hate my parents, frankly. <laughs> right? I agree. Maybe, maybe, his, maybe his baby mama's name is literally Grimes. I don't know. Oh, maybe. That's her Twitter handle anyway. Grimes with a Z and then an SZ following it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's mean to judge people, but that's... They're kind of asking for you know it. There. In those circumstances, it's okay to judge. <laughs> I think. You're putting yourself out there like that. You're going to get judged, and that's going to be that. I know, because you obviously think you're a celebrity that needs to share the name of his or her child as if we care. Right. right. I don't care. No, me neither. You're not that important to me. 
Michelle. Did you hear Trump's personal valet test it positive? I and did then, hear that. And then, and then was Pence's so uh, press secretary. Yes, I saw that too. I'd just like Trump or Pence to test positive and see what happens. Yeah. Did I tell you that the FDA chief is having to go into quarantine? The FDA chief is having to go into quarantine after possible exposure to the press secretary of Pence. Ah, well, I mean, that's what they're supposed to do, right? But the thing is, like, Trump isn't going into quarantine, even though it's personal valet, right? Ballot? Yeah. Uh, so. now, they're, now they're deep cleaning the White House and implementing, <laughs> and implementing the guidelines by c contact tracing. Yeah, but clearly these people aren't being required to follow the guidelines or the rules because any, right. they should all be self-quarantining for 14 days. And clearly they're not. I wonder how often they get tested. It was weekly for Pence and Trump. I don't know if now they, they'll up it hmm. or increase it rather because of the very close contact exposure. Right. I don't know. That brings me to what's happening in Brunswick, Georgia. Ugh. Oh no. All right. Well, share away if I start like passing no. out. No, I mean, I think we need a state hate crime law. I know. It passed I in the House a couple of years ago. The Georgia State House and the Senate didn't pass it. I know. Horrible. Ahmaud Arbery murdered in broad daylight for jogging down a street in Brunswick, Georgia. And those, that father and son, not for them not to be arrested for almost two months. Exactly. That's, that's outrageous. That's, that's I don't even care. Part. People who, you know, people who want to defend them or whatever, it doesn't matter. You can think you had the right to kill somebody, which sadly here in Georgia, there is a law that people interpret that way. But I'm sorry, if you kill somebody, you get put in jail until you, you, right. I mean, you have to be arrested. Right. And you will have your day I in court. And then I just, there's also the, uh, the idea that someone was filming it and nothing happened to them. Although it's apparent that they're cooperating, but why didn't you just call the police first thing? Like, why were you just continuing to call? I mean, to, to record. I don't know. Well, remember, I heard this guy is supposedly a friend of the people who killed Ahmad. Oh, okay. That makes um, sense. But, but he, must, the, he was consumed with guilt that he gave this video to the lawyer who released it. I think we need an overhaul to the justice system down here. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you, MB. And again, I mean, it could be an example of where Georgia just can't be trusted to handle certain things. And that they need federal government oversight. It says the GBI is reviewing additional video from the Glynn County neighborhood where he was shot to death as they pieced together the minutes before the fatal confrontation that has drawn national attention to Georgia and its justice justice system, according to the AJC. Yeah, I mean, it's just another time where I'm deeply embarrassed and ashamed to have any association with Georgia whatsoever, frankly, so. Agreed. I mean, I, thankfully, you know, it finally got some attention and, you know, at least now we hope, I mean, you'd have to believe the grand jury is going to indict them. Right. Do you think it would be a national trial where they live stream it on every major news channel? It literally could. Yeah. Like the OJ Simpson trial. I mean, it literally could. And I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound really sad, especially you know, just due to the lack of things to, you know, report on or cover or watch, I bet that they could try to make this. But I don't know what the rule is. I don't know if the judges get to close the courtroom. I mean, in the O.J. Simpson trial, Judge Ito probably agreed to let it be televised. Whoever ends up being the judge in this case may not. Right. So. 
Huh. I don't know. I'll keep track of that. Yep, it's all just a little too much, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of an understatement, but. Yeah. Agreed. <sighs> All right, I'm going to stop this recording now and then we can continue to chat, but I think that's a good place to end it because I don't want to sound flippant by moving on and talking about something else after. Right. All right, so we'll say bye for now. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is Riss of the Walk in the Park podcast fame. <laughs> I have been cooking a lot but I want to take this time to explain how I'm cooking. I'm cooking for only three people. I'm lucky I only have three people in my household, if you want to call that lucky, whatever. In terms of cooking, that's luck. And when I cook, I basically cook for leftovers now because I did before, but now more than ever, I think about what I'm going to have uh, leftover specifically either for lunch next day or even for dinner. So tonight, I am, actually, I literally just got done making chili for the slow cooker, so it was, and I know that'll last me for a couple of nights, whether anybody wants it or not, I don't care, that's the whole problem. If you don't like what I'm feeding you, then you're out of luck because I'm not cooking for you every single night, that's really what it comes down to, especially when you have three people in the house 24-7, um, it, that's been the issue, I mean, everybody used to just get their breakfast and leave the house. And then I wouldn't see anybody again until dinner time. But now it's three meals a day, seven days a week, unless by the grace of God we remember that we can do takeout and we go ahead and we order takeout. Last order of takeout was actually Chinese food. Uh, my son and I loved it. Uh, my husband did not because Chinese food doesn't settle with him too well. I felt kind of bad for him. So anyway. <sighs> So, yes, I did make some chili, and for those of you who feel like writing this down, uh, I do have a quick recipe for the slow cooker. So it's two pounds of turkey meat, and you have to cook that up with uh, a, green, a chopped up green pepper and a chopped up onion. And then you drain that, and you throw that into the slow cooker, along with two cans of um, Campbell's tomato soup. Uh, two cans of diced tomatoes with anything you want. Sometimes it's green chilies it comes with, sometimes it comes with onions, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I prefer green chilies to add the spice. And also one can of tomato paste and a can of rinsed green, uh, already cooked in a can, kidney beans. And then you put that all into your slow cooker on high for four hours along with some paprika, uh, chili powder and pepper to taste. Uh, this was not the original recipe. It's actually for three pounds of meat, but three pounds of meat for three people is a lot. And e I could probably even freeze it, but I'd rather not. So we just, you know, eat it. And uh, we love it. We love chili. And although I, I prefer to use my slow cooker in the wintertime, um, now's a good time to break out your slow cooker and look for extra recipes just because we are indoors a lot and no one wants to cook every single day, all day, every day. No, no one likes to do that. <sighs> also, I would like to say a belated Happy Mother's Day to everyone. I know it's kind of late, but I did make some really cool things for Mother's Day since we had finger food. And I was with my mother and my sister and my family. We all sat six feet apart, but we made finger food, so we really wouldn't have to lift anything. So everything was either on skewers or able to be picked up with um, spoons or forks or something. Um, as long as you weren't double dipping, right? So I made, I took tortellinis, cooked up the tortellinis, put some pesto on them, and then put them on skewers along with some... Uh, sun-dried tomatoes and then on another set of skewers I did mozzarella basil and tomato and they were easy finger foods they worked out really well everybody loved them uh, oh and you have to use some uh, balsamic vinegar on the tomato basil and uh, mozzarella 
Um, but if that's something that sounds good to you, make it any time. The bamboo skewers can also be found, obviously, in your grocery store. But just some ideas as we are coming up on summertime and this crisis mm, might ease up a little bit in the summer. And you'll be forced to think of ways to maybe social distance in your backyard with family members. Um, and you'll need finger food to do so. So, yes, that's my update. That's my food escapade for the day. And I'm sure by next week I will have more food escapades because, again, I've been cooking a lot lately. And I think we all have uh, baking. Oh, I, here's something that I found fascinating. I went out last week looking for flour and I couldn't find any. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> a woman in the aisle had a customer, a fellow customer, had asked somebody in the aisle who was doing one of those um, Instacart shopping things, and uh, but working for the Kroger that we go to, the grocery store that we go to, and she had said to her, how come there isn't any flour? And the woman replied, oh, we get our shipments every Wednesday. Well, the customer and I looked at each other and we said there but it is Wednesday and there was nothing there so I don't know what the problem is that's a lot of flour for you people to going through I hope everybody's baking up something good but I did find some flour yesterday at Trader Joe's which made me happy and I bought some along with a case of wine <laughs> anyway that's enough for now take care stay safe and we'll see you all soon bye so much for listening if you like what you heard please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at Awit Podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at Awit Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at A Walk in the Park Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.